You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Weekly Mobcast, your look at what's happening in pop culture and what's going on in the Mobcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Mobcast Network or on Facebook at facebook.com slash mobcastnetwork. Now here are your hosts, Scotty and Stephanie. Welcome to the Weekly Mobcast, episode 63. 63. 63. Three. 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 This week's episode is brought to you by Chronicles of Limbo, the webcomic, which should be in more languages than English by now. So uh, if not, it's coming. I think we should be, by the time this airs, we'll be in Spanish, German, and Portuguese. Yay! So I speak one of those languages. I speak none of those languages, but I have friends who do, and they've helped me translate this webcomic. So you can listen to the ad now. I am Josephine DeSalle, and most of my life I've been alone, trapped between the living and the dead, making my way through the multiverse until I found a home in limbo. I was content, except for the ever-present hunger for blood. Then she came into my life, turned my carefully placed order into chaos. I can't imagine life any other way, and I will kill anyone who tries to take her away. Chronicles of Limbo is a science fantasy webcomic set in a world of lasers, magic, and monsters. Written by Scotty O. White with art by J.S. Walker. Discover more at chroniclesoflimbo.com. And that was Chronicles of Limbo, written by me with art by uh, J.S. Walker and possibly in other languages. Follow us on Instagram. The Instagram one is cool because it's a motion comic that has the lovely Stephanie Ward as mop in it. Yay. And as other characters, because I've made her a baby for some reason. So she has like, I think you've had what? I have like just a couple of words words in in that one. I've I've I done have. some in the in your um, radio dramas. Yeah, she, but you, know, you were mop in Invasion of the Krampus. And but um, yes, in the so in the Chronicles of Limbo, I have a few words like like blocks. I think is blocks? one. <laughs> <is> Mommy, <laughs> mop doesn't really say a lot, and, yeah. but she will. She's she, awesome. She will. So uh, definitely listen to that. Um, we were off last week. Uh, I apologize for that. I was in a. I'm still in a play. We're at um, the Mobile Theater Guild. If you're in the Mobile or in the Alabama area, and you like theater, come to the Mobile Theater Guild. The, the, this is the last weekend of the show, so you can at least see it then. Um, you can go to mobiletheaterguild.org and you can find out how to get tickets. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at. Um, Eight, eight, and two, respectively. Seriously, the last weekend? Yes, it's the last weekend. Does nobody run three weeks other than JJP? Well, we do run three weeks, but this show will air after the second week. Oh, that's right. Okay, so, never mind. So, so I'm so confused. Yeah, we're not. We're, never know, mind. We're recording on the week before this air show. We're the, typically, J- what don't we listen do. to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> with your guess. So, but if you happen to listen, you can. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this live tonight, so it's um, yeah, so, uh, it's messing me up. Sorry, it's okay. And um, I'm all cute and everything, and now we're not doing it live. You're always cute. I know, but I'm especially cute today. Oh, you're especially cute today. I am. Um, we were going to do it live, but um, uh, we're just 
had some technical difficulties, so we'll and it's late, so and it's late, so we'll do we'll do live next week. I'll be cute next week, so you can see us live next week. Yay! So there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the news, but uh, how was your week? My week um, was really good. I'm I am still surviving my um, my new way of eating, my new way of life. Just think, it's like four more weeks to go. Yeah, well, actually, I'm probably going to eat like this forever. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm okay. I feel I feel so much better. Um, right. But I did have a cheat day, yes. or cheat meal rather, and it consisted of two Irish wakes. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I I ate very little. Um, I you know I had like Irish wake is a call out to uh, McGuire's and Vinscola. If you want to. Uh, eat a good meal and have some good alcohol. We highly recommend Meguiar's yeah. in Pensacola, Florida. Meguiar's is delicious. Their food is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but um, of course we waited for you know our table. So while we waited, I drank an Irish wake. As you well know, once you finish one Irish wake, you are not thinking about food anymore. You're kind of like past the food point. So by the time we got to our table, I think I ate two boxties. And ordered another Irish wake. And I ordered a peanut butter burger, which is my favorite burger there, and ate probably a quarter of that. She said that right. That's a burger with peanut butter on it. Yes. It's peanut butter, bacon, lettuce, tomato, onions, and mayonnaise. And I'm horrified. It's amazing. Amazing. And totally not on my diet. But um, I just wasn't hungry. I I wanted Irish wakes. So there you go. It was awesome. That was my cheat meal. Oh, you're, that's. I've already planned my cheat meal for this week. What's your cheat meal for this week? It's going to be chili and beer. Chili and beer. We're just at your house, or are you going somewhere? No, I'm going to a Super Bowl party. Ah, I see. Where they're they're going to have a keg of the Fairhope Amber, I think, cool. is what they've decided, and um, uh, some good chili and good beer, and that's going to be my cheat meal. Well, very cool. Very cool. But my week's been good. It's been really good. I did a pull-up. It was great. Yay. I know. So, there you go. I've discovered a new game on my phone that I can't put down. What's that? Um, Star Wars Heroes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I've been playing that since Sunday. Uh, well, we have to... Uh, we have just... Um, and I'll just tease this up, too. Um, uh, I had just got through recording a, a new Star Wars podcast, uh, My Star Wars Life. And um, we have to introduce Stephanie to uh, Force Arena, which is the new Star Wars game. Right. Which is, f- it's for me right now. It's repetitive, but JD, the co-host f- right. uh, for has has told me there's other things involved. So I like it, but I'm like it's it's basically it's basically capture the flag, and so you have specific characters, right? And then you have troops to go along with them. And your the object is to get through their turrets and destroy their shield generator, and so after a while playing that, you're just like, ah, I'm so. Do you bored. do you know why I normally don't play games like like these kind of games? I, I'm I get so <laughs> addicted to them. Oh, okay. And so I just started playing this game Sunday night. Monday, I literally I think I spent eight hours. On that stupid game on my phone. Yeah, no, it's, it's like a deal. I, that's why I don't play computer games, because I used to. I used to, right. and I would not sleep. 
It was just I had to get it done. I had to accomplish the task. I had to finish it. I had to whatever. I cannot put it down once right. I get started. So it's like, ugh. So, and now I'm, I'm irritated with heroes because, of course, I'm very pro-Empire. So I'm trying to build on my dark side characters. But the game wants to give you light side characters instead of the dark side characters. And so I don't have near as many dark side characters as I do the light side S characters. So originally my plan was um, most of these games won't let you have two accounts. Um, you know, if you, you have ties to your phone accounts, like, all right, right, you can only have one. But you can transfer it back and forth to like your your iPad or right. your phone. Well, this one allows me to have it on my phone and my iPad, so I have two separate ones. So, um, uh, so on my phone is Mop to Sal, and on my tablet it's m my name, Scotty. Right. And because uh, I originally played on the tablet, but I was like, I kind of like this. I want to see with the phone. Maybe I can transfer it. No, I can no, right. different account. And so I decided that I would do uh, a light side on the phone and dark side on the tablet. Is and this for Arena? Yeah, or the, the okay. arena for arena, and so um, I'm that haven't last long because I, so on the phone I got Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels, and you as you know right. I love Rebels, and so I was playing him for, and then I got my favorite bad guy from Rebels, and I'm like I'm playing him, but it, it's on my phone, so I'm like I guess I'm playing Dark Side on my phone there now, you so go. <laughs> and now I'm playing Dark Side on on both of them. Dark Side's fun, I'm telling got you. Boba Fett on, I just got Boba Fett, and I'm like, all right. I'm the Dark Side is fun. I've been telling you this for years. I Join the Dark Side. Until yeah, so get, Ezra gets a cane in, I'll be all right. <laughs> um, I, what have I, I was in the play, and the play was good. It's going awesome. well. Awesome. I plan on um, seeing it this weekend. Cool. So that's uh, my plan. Cool. It's uh, it's fun. It's It's long. Um, but the performances are worth it, and I'm only in it for a minute, which is great. And I, I, so, um, and I'm segueing this into our next conversation. So, I um, has been I have been spending my time backstage watching Ruby on my phone. Oh, Ruby! And so, if you don't know what Ruby is, I have to explain Ruby real quick. Ruby is uh, an American anime from Rooster Teeth out of Austin, and it's amazing it's about this world of magic and technology and uh these young students who are trained to be hunters to fight these monsters that attack things from bad feelings i guess pretty much and it's awesome and so i honestly i have been a fan of it for a while and I honestly didn't think you would enjoy it because of our conversation about Rebels. Right. You didn't like the animation in Rebels. And I think, personally, I think the animation in, like, the animation right. in, in Ruby is rough. It gets a lot better per season. But, okay, so this is this is why I don't like the animation in Rebels. Is if, number one, I am not against animation. I like animation. I don't like the animation in Rebels because the way it looks... It almost looks like, okay, you know when you're watching um, PBS or Disney Junior or something like that? And, right. And all the, all the cartoons are very, very simple, like for preschool kids. Right. That's what that animation looks like, it, and it bothers me. It's, a, it's not the story. I love the right, stories. Because I, I, I was explaining to you right. like the last episode. You're like, if you would just explain this to me, or let me read it. I want the books. <laughs> I would, I, you know, that's my thing. Is is the, the when I'm watching it, it just the animation bothers me so much. It's hard for me to oh, pay I, attention to the took, show. It it's took, not animation. It took me. 
it took me a little bit to get used to it. I think the story and character, it's not my favorite style of animation. Right. To me, it's a little too plastic. Yes, it's exactly what it looks like. It looks very plastic. And then I got a step back. I was like, it's like watching me play with my action figures when I was little. I'm okay with that. And so, and I think it gets better over time. I think. Or you get used to it. Either or. So, and and I knew, I mean, I knew you liked animation. My thought was that I thought my fear was that you would not like Ruby for similar reasons because it's especially in first season, it's very crude. No, no, you're talking about somebody who remembers like the first season of South Park and loved it. Right, right. And that's talking about crude animation. Right. Or remember the first season of The Simpsons when it first right. came out. So that that kind of very basic animation is not the same as looking at like plastic. Right. So so I, so I totally get it. So I should I have been holding back on 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 that. I'm glad I'm glad you're watching it. I absolutely love it. I it's love it too, like immediately. And I'm, <laughs> it's so it's so funny now because you know I switched to streaming TV instead of um, yeah, um, you know the dish dish or she whatever. Cut the cord. I cut the cord, and like my life has changed because I, now I can watch Netflix on my TV. I can watch YouTube on my TV, which is what I'm watching Ruby on. Yeah, that's oh. the best thing about Ruby. You can get it free. Yeah, it's on YouTube. So I, uh, you know, it's so nice. I can, you know, watch on the big screen. I don't have to get my laptop out or my phone or whatever. So it's awesome. Uh, so the story is about um, a, a girl named Ruby Rose, who is wanting to be this huntress who to fight monsters and save, you know, be a good good person. She wants to be a hero. Yeah. She is involved in a robbery that she helps save the day, and so they. Um, accept her into the school. She has an older sister who's going to the school. Right. So I get the feeling that she's going to go to this school anyway, but she's just not old enough yet. Right. She, she, she was she was pushed up two years. Right. So, so they, they admitted her early with her sister because her fighting skills were so awesome. Right. So I think she's 14 and, and her sister's 16. I think you're 16 right. when you first got And maybe maybe I'm... Maybe um, bigger Ruby fans can tell she me she was how. like a pre pre warrior school. <laughs> yeah, she before was, yeah, she was at the uh, Signal Academy, and she's now going to Beacon, which is the big school. And so you've got Ruby, who's super energetic and super talkative and super adorable, and her sister Yang, who is very nice and she beats things up. It's great. She's I, awesome because she's kind of got the um, very social. She's very social. Oh yeah, she's very so, yeah, yeah. Yang is super social, and she literally just beats up things. Her her powers are she. And she when she hit. gets hit, she gets stronger. Right. It's awesome. And, um, and then there are there is um, Weiss, who is the daughter. Uh, she's an uh, an heiress. She's an heiress. She's very wealthy. All the magic in this world is run off this stuff called dust, and her family mines all the dust. In this, the, in the world of Remnant, where they're at, and so she's, you know, she's the Paris Harris to the Dust Company. But apparently, she's at this. Um, she's determined to be a hero too, and so she's got cool magic weapons, and she's a cool like a fencing sword that shoots stuff. Yeah, I want to talk about the weapons in a minute because everybody's weapons cool. And then you get Blake, who I is, love Blake. And so love Bl Blake. Blake is this antisocial kind of dark, dark character, and um, she's. Nice. She's they're yeah, all very nice. nice. They're all nice, and it's like, but she's like she, to herself, and she doesn't, and so they all end up being this team, and so because of their names is how they give team names. Right. So it's Ruby, Weiss, um, Yang, and Blake. R W Y B. Ruby. Ruby. The name of the show, 
And so, and then the other cast is you have um, um, John, Pira, um, love Pira, uh, Nora, and Wren. And so, um, John is a guy who bought transcripts and snuck his way into the the school. Right. He's a terrible fighter, but he's got a good heart. And and so, um, Pira is this super warrior. She she's, she's like an Amazon. She's right, awesome. Yeah, she's like the most famous student. She's won all these tournaments. She was, she's on the, on their, the cereal boxes. She's like on their version of the Wheaties box. Um, Ren's very quiet. He's a competent fighter, but he's very quiet and reserved. And then his friend is Nora, who is the complete opposite. She's this wildfire who has a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Nora is the character that uh, she is so annoying that if she disappeared from the show, it would not hurt my feelings. Really? I like Nora. I, I don't like Nora because I don't like those kind of people. Right. Nora's <laughs> great. <Yeah. laughs> no, she's way too hyper and loud. And, and so everyone has their kind of their colors. Um, Ruby's like black and red and Yang is gold and... Um, I get. I'm yeah. bad with colors. Weiss is all in blue white. and white, and uh, sometimes Blake, pink. Blake is all. See, I didn't know that. Can't see. Blake. Yeah. Uh, Blake is all black and white, and then anyway, but they all have their own special weapons, which is very, very yeah. Cool. It so is awesome. Ruby has a giant freaking scythe that she can turn into a sniper rifle. Yes. And I'm in awe of that who that concept that concept of of, of the sniper rifle scythe and it looks great and it's it cracks me up because this weapon is like twice her size but it folds up yeah but when it's open it's like so huge oh, it's awesome it. Yang has these gauntlets that have guns in them yeah everything is a everything is like a melee weapon that turns into a gun or right. a, a, a range weapon. Weiss's has, like I said, she, hers her is sword. A, she has a fencing sword, but it has like this. Uh, we can load crystals yeah, in it. Yeah, but it kind of has a, like a revolver to it. Yeah. And so it, it shoots different stuff. Blake's got the whip thing, right? Yeah. So Blake's got a whip thing. And um, Sean has a sword and shield. Pierre's got a sweet lance rifle. It's yeah. like she throws a, a freaking lance at people. Not a lance, but a, a javelin. It's a javelin. Mm -hmm. There's a javelin. But right. it also turns into a rifle, which is... She literally, I mean, she looks like a Greek Amazon. She is awesome. She is awesome. Um, then you've got... Um, uh, Ren's got uh, these knives that are pistols. And then Nora has um, this hammer that turns into a grenade launcher. Yep. Oh. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's a fun... Sh like, y you're... You're in going through season two, right? Yeah, I'm, I am like eight, eight or nine episodes oh, into you're season. Almost through season yeah. Two, yeah. So. So so you're in like the White Fang stuff going on, and yeah, they've they've gotten through some of that, and there is um uh, I think the last thing was uh right after the dance. There was this big dance. It was <laughs> right after that. That's right. I forgot about the dance. Yeah. That, so because it's 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 high school. It's like Warrior High School and. And and um, they have they're having okay it's almost like they're having the um, tri wizard tournament I mean that's what's going on yeah. right now so they're having this big tournament between all these different um, kingdoms and they're sending students over from all these different kingdoms to compete in this warrior contest and so they have a dance with all the different students 
Right. So it's basically the Triwizard Tournament. I like how the season season two starts out with a food fight. Yes. <laughs> it's a really f- good food fight, dude. It's like high combat food fight. Yeah, it's I'm awesome. Just, it's it's so fun. What I like about this show is, and you're not there yet. I'm not gonna give you many. I'm not gonna spoil a lot, but just right. to get you prepared for the first season is very light. Right. It's super light. It's very you get to know these people. Right. And there's a th- there there's a there's a thing that the headmaster says in the first episode of the second season after the food fight because you know of course the professors are all like there's a food fight and you should right. you know she and and then Osman uh, uh, um Osman is it yeah. Osman Osman the, the Osman. coffee the Os- coffee drinking professor yeah Os- Osman uh yeah Professor Osman. He's he's like it's okay. Let them be children because they they won't have right. that, to be children very long. And oh my God, is that true? <laughs> and so, you know, season two leads them like they're they're investigating this these these dust robberies. Right. And there's this there's these there there's two types of people in in the world of remnant. You've got human beings and you got faunus. And faunus are people who have animal. Who are part animal. Who are part animal. So we've seen bunny people and kitty people. Kitty people and monkey people. Monkey people like but they only have like one or two aspects. Like right. a, like ears vel- or a yeah, tail. The bunny girl velvet has bunny ears. Blake, spoiler alert, is a cat. And so the so I'm go- I'm rewatching this, right? Right. And questions I never never dawned on me. I never realized that Blake has four ears. So does Velvet. Oh yeah. Because they have human animal ears, ears and human, human ears. ears. They have animal ears and human ears. And so I had to go back and look at pictures about that. Huh. Just thought about it. And it was like, oh, they That's have. That's interesting. And so. Um, I wonder if they if they work or are they just. See, that's they're there for looks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very curious. Yeah. yeah, I just want to know if it if that does work. I don't know. It's, it's so cool. Um Season three, without spoiling for Stephanie, I, I I told her to let me know when she starts because I want to watch it with her. Yes. So you know, even if we're together apart, I kind of want to keep on track with you because it's um season three wins me over. One and two, I liked. Mm-hmm. Season three is the point. They're in season four now, and I'll tell you how much I like the show. You can subscribe to Rooster Teeth for five bucks a month to watch the episode a day early. I do that because it supports the show. Right. And I love it that much to give them $5 a month so I can watch those episodes early. That's uh, awesome. By 24 hours. That's how much I believe I was in wondering it. how how people watch this other than YouTube. Right. So, Roosteeth has a subscription program where you, you know, you support their stuff. 5 bucks a month you can get um, access you get early access to um, to their thing. So, it's like it airs on Saturdays mornings. Uh-huh. If you're if you're a member of their community, and hope hopefully I'm correct on this, if you're a member of their community, and don't pay. You can watch it on Sundays the day after. Right. If you're not a member of the community or, or pay, you have to wait a week, and it's on YouTube the following week. Right. I couldn't wait. I, d- I couldn't. I just couldn't. I had to watch it. Right. And so my Saturdays have been for the last, I guess since October, is. Um, I watch Star Wars Rebels on the, X, the Disney XD app because it's it's there early in the morning. Right. And then afterwards, I watch Ruby, and it's like I've got like a little like forty five minutes of animation, and it's great. That is awesome. And so season three is amazing. It's see now I don't mind so much watching Rebels. 
like you do early right? because there's no commercials. Right. And <laughs> that's another complaint that I have about watching it is like there are so many yeah, commercials. Yeah, because it's a kid's show and they're trying to sell it stuff. Is, so it is, but better. it's so irritating. Oh, uh, oh uh, trust me. And as a show, we have commercials on the show. I understand totally. No, commercials are great. I don't mind commercials, but you take a, a show that literally you'll have like a minute or two minutes of the show and then three minutes of commercial. Well, a minute, two. I mean, it's like that's what it seems right, like. But, to, uh, but uh, I think there are four commercial breaks in Rebels. There is one after the prologue, right? And there's one after each act break, act break, right? And so it just seems right. Like but it's a it's a 22 minute show, and you've got four. I mean, that's why it seems like I know. You, you know, do the math. There's you know, you get you know five to six minutes of show, then you have a commercial right and you may get a run where you have 10 minutes of a show but yeah trust me it's a lot easier to watch the, the if you've got the app watch it on the app and then um because it has the it has two commercials at the front and then runs the episode right so and it, there's always the same it's usually for gravity falls or whatever some other weird game that they've got going on and so um but ruby has no commercials which is great ruby's awesome um season three is life-changing <laughs> and uh I'm just we just got to be there for that. And All right. season four is really, really good too. Um, my only complaint with season four is that they have broken up the episodes with this these segments called um The World of Remnant and they're short kind of behind you know, like backgrounds, which is necessary. Trust right. me, it's necessary. As a guy who does production and as a storyteller, I understand they use it to pad out the season. Right. I would have front ended it. The, the, as a prequel, I would have done like, um, I would have put these as a shorts beforehand to get you ready for the season and the right. season. I just don't, I, to me, it throws me off when it's mixed in. Right. And so, but that's not, that's me. Um, the sad thing about Ruby, and, I, and, and people may not know this, so the guy, the it was created by a guy named uh, Monty uh, Oum. O-U-M, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mm. Passed away. During season two. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I think during season two or during production of season three. That's terrible. 33 years old. 33? 33 years old. Um, died in surgery. I'm trying to find it. Um, he uh, was... Uh, he had a severe... Brought to... Um, uh, no, so in January... January 22nd, 2015, he was rushed to the hospital due to a severe severe allergic reaction. The doctors operated him, and he fell into a coma for 10 days and died. Oh, God. Yeah, so he's been dead, uh, to, oh, wow, um, two years today. So as oh, we wow. February, uh, so it's, yeah, February 1st as we recorded it, so he died two years ago today. That's terrible. So as we record this, so our thoughts to his family, and thank you for creating this stuff. And, and yes. I am appreciative to Rooster Teeth who understand what they have and have continued, t- it. continued it in such a way. I don't, and, I, and I have friends who are way, way more into Rooster Teeth than I will ever be and more power to them. And they know all the, the minutiae and stuff. So I don't know how much. So what other what other shows does Rooster, Rooster Teeth produce? Oh, on, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like minutia. Uh, I know if there was notes and outlines and how much he had plotted out. So, but what he's, what they have produced, especially in season three is amazing. You, you get away from this 
slice of life warrior high school and into something a larger story and it's beautiful awesome. it's absolutely beautiful so um red versus blues are where they got famous from so they did um uh before there was youtube in the time the dark times before <laughs> youtube um they hooked a bunch of xboxes together and figured out how to run things like camera angles and stuff but they hooked up uh, Xboxes together and played Halo. Oh, cool! And they did a show based on Halo, but they did it with one Xbox. Would oh, be I know exactly yeah. what show you're talking yeah, about now. One yeah. Xbox would be the camera, and then they had characters that would, and they would interrupt and figure out how right. to nod, and then they would add voices and stuff, and so that became Red versus Blue. Right. And it's a show that I like too. It's very, very funny, and it starts out as a, uh, a humorous kind of jokey show and then it finds its footing and it finds story and it becomes something so much bigger so much better right they've done a lot of things they've got a lot of animation they've got a lot of podcasts here cool you know if you can't always listen to the mopcast i highly recommend rooster Teeth. those guys are great over there um they have a convention rtx that we i know people who are guardians or volunteers for rtx and so awesome yeah the and so the errands who have been on this show they're huge yeah huge supporters of rooster teeth and as a as am i and I may not go. I, might, I won't go this year, but I think next year I'm gonna try to go to RDX. Maybe we'll go because just for the That'd ruby be great. stuff. The ruby stuff would be great. It's in Austin. I haven't been to Austin. Yeah, I don't think I have either. So you know, go cool. go to Austin. So that's me just uh, drooling over a ruby. Oh, I I love ruby. I I totally get it now. Yay! I, Yay. I like it when my friends like the same thing I like. <laughs> Yay! All right. Enough of Ruby. Go watch it. It's on YouTube. Free. Go watch it free. Yeah. Uh, it's a great model. I, I they're You got to do it. Right. Go do it. Um, there's some interesting things happening in the new in What's the world going of on pop culture. I, was, I had pulled it up on Facebook before we got on Ruby. So I want to talk about this for a second. Because Mopcast Network celebrates fandom, and I get fandom. Right. I, I love fans. I'm glad you're a fan of something. I'm glad you're listening to the show, a fan of something. Here is something in fandom I don't understand. What? I love a person or a thing so much that when I die, I want to be buried near that person's burial site or right by that burial site. And the reason why I bring this up, <laughs> that's a level of fandom I don't understand. I just do not get. Um, so in the news this week... Liza Minnelli has um, removed her mother's uh, Judy Garland, right? Her mother's uh, remains from New York, and had it transported to Los Angeles and buried in the Hollywood Cemetery. And so she's that's where she's buried, right? There was a guy who had spent fifteen thousand dollars for the plot. Right by Judy Garland in New York. There you go. And, and now, now he's mad. And I don't know if he's mad, but I've but now she's moved. Then, but now she's moved. This guy spent fifteen thousand dollars to now not be buried by Judy Garland. I I used to work in the cemetery business, and when you say fifteen, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So fifteen thousand dollars. In New York is not a bad price. Well, and, 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 she, and that's a lot of money. Don't right, get me and, wrong. And, she, and, and I mean, I think it's a mausoleum instead of a cemetery. She's, you know, she's in a wall instead of a yeah in the ground. But. You realize, like a cemetery space and a decent cemetery, even in Mobile, could run anywhere between two to five thousand dollars. 
Man, I'm just saying. They should all just put us in pods and turn us into trees. Even more. Actually, some some plots at the place I worked were, you know, it, up to 10. So, so, so $15,000 is not that bad so, for New York. So, because I don't know. You're the. I had forgotten you were in the. the you yes, had been I was in the death business. In, in the death business, and so why? What's what's the premium on a plot? Why would a plot be? It's a hole in the location. Ground. Location, location, location. I'm serious. It's just like real estate. You okay? Cemetery plots are just like real estate. It's all about location, because in in a cemetery you have different sections and and. Um, so so you take a, like a well-manicured cemetery where I worked, and e- there's different sections. Each section symbolize certain things. And then each section has what they call a, um, a monument in them. The plots closest to the monuments are, are higher than away from them. Then we have the lakeside plots. The lakeside plots are like... Because then you can, when you're dead, you can have a view of the water. I know you're looking at me like it's crazy, but it's all about location. Two things. Yes. First of all, you can't see the water. I understand that. But Two, <laughs> being so close to the lake, I figured you'd eventually flood. No, because in certain states, it is a requirement to um, be buried in a concrete vault. Right. So they put the concrete vaults under the ground, and then they put your casket in there. Right. And it's usually in areas where it rains a lot, so you don't flood. So that's why we have vaults here. Right. We have vaults in Alabama. So you would not flood. Okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. See? You'll be fine. I don't know if you'd be fine, because... I'm telling you, man. Not to be... And you should know this, not to be too gross to the, uh, the audience, but... The problem with the vaults, though, is that, that it gets so sealed, especially in, in, in newer coffins. You become so sealed, and so you kind of stew in your own juices and oh, explode. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of gross. Um, here's a hint for a little tip for anybody. Who <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're looking for a plot. <laughs> if you, if you um, want if to be... If you're planning your funeral. <laughs> if you want to be entombed in a mausoleum, um, I will say that the le- eye level... Spaces in a mausoleum are more expensive, but you don't want to be there. You want to be at the very top because as the bodies start to decay, the fluids run down through all the other. Oh, wow. So I'm just saying you want the top level. (laughs) There are drains in the mausoleums for a reason. I, I don't think about this often, and, and, and maybe I should because I am, you know, I'm, 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 I'm approaching middle life. <laughs> I have my space paid for. I uh, see. I was about to ask you. So you you have a space? Yes, I have a space by a monument. <laughs> so, just curious about that too. It, so, was that important to you be to be by the monument? And if so, why? Be- <laughs> So my space would be easy to find. I gotcha. I Seriously, gotcha. I no, mean I that's why it's all about I, being know, easy to find. Number one, number one, I didn't want to be overcrowded. Like I didn't want to have like hundreds of people all around me. I wanted to be in a place where there'd be minimal people because you can't go 
in one direction because right. the monument's there. Or the feature. It's called a feature. So I am near the feature, so it I'm super easy to find. Okay. So uh, I have to, to, to be delicate. Um, did you get this plot um, before or after you're married? After. So you are you and Jamie near near each other? We are side by side. Okay, so you, you so you've done you know because I know Jamie's also from Florida. I didn't know if you wanted to be buried back yeah, in Florida. Yeah, I have. Um, actually, it's um, the way we did it. It was me and Jamie, and then my mother has one right beside uh, near us because she doesn't have any other family in the right. area. And then we bought a God forbid an extra plot just in case there is a. I hate to even yeah, say I this. Get you, I got you, just I got in you. case. Just in case. Uh, a spare pot. And if you need to figure that out. And we could always sell that later. <laughs> oh, you can sell you them. Can, you can resell them if you don't use them. But we we decided that just in case. Okay, well. Say. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, this is something I don't think about. Um, I know that. So we have. My mother has. Um, her and my stepdad have, have two plots. Um, uh, my. Originally, when she was a kid, her mother and father bought four plots in Baymanette, and three of them are used. So my grandfather, my grandmother, and my uncle, who, who mm-hmm. tragically died young, is there. So there's a spot there. Right. And that's probably my spot. <laughs> <laughs> um because I don't expect to get married, and <laughs> you're probably not going to pre-plan the whole thing. That's right. So I don't. And then I get. I hate to turn this into the Ruby Death um, <laughs> podcast, but uh, and, but you know what? You know, hey, first of all, there may be someone who's a fan of funerals out there, uh, so that celebrates fandom. But it's something that you know, it's I guess kind of good to know. I mean, you know, if you're th- you know thinking it, about it's this stuff, interesting. So I have I have thought about how I haven't really thought about it, but you know how how do I how I want to end up? So I am. For a long time, I got thinking about, hey, maybe I want to be buried. Uh-huh. And then some days I'm like, well, maybe I just want to be cremated. And then other days I'm like, I just want to be in a pod and turn into a tree. I think that's the coolest damn thing in the world. It is cool. However, I don't know of any places in this area that does that. I know. Now, they do them. Um, there are cemeteries, especially like I think out in California. Right. Hippies do it. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's a hippie thing, which I think is great. They call them green cemeteries. Right. And, um, Which I think is a, like I'm not look. Hey, I'm Native American, and I, I there's, so, so it's part of that. I would, yeah. I like the whole circle of life. Maybe I, maybe I'll come back as a tree kind See, of thing. I'm okay with that. I am. I am. If I could afford it, if I had unlimited funds, I would buy like this huge mausoleum that you could walk in. I like the big. I'm like the Egyptians, man. I want <laughs> this big something. So we mummified in a sarcophagus. Yeah, so you know they can say who's in there. That she must be important because her grave is so big. I mean, I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous because I'm not important and I don't have. You're important money. to me. If I had the money, right. I would. I would. But that's you know. But yes, I don't want you I to want, die. <laughs> I want to be in my own private mausoleum, and it's kind of crazy. No, no, I, I get But it. I don't want anybody on top of me, like right. dripping. Oh, because that's gross. They had that in North Alabama, I think, recently. I uh, don't know. Probably. So th- in one of the, I think it's North Alabama, in one of the kills, in the, they had, had a cave, 
Yeah. So they had turned into a mausoleum and it wasn't run very well. Oh. And so like like they had got to a point where people were taking pictures of like exposed bodies and because the, the guy who owned it died, and so so no it's more like an old crypt place, kind like of like it. an old crypt, but but like modern, like it yeah. was like 2001 was the last, you know, that, or 2005 was the last time I think it was the last time it was used. Used. That's so sad. these are people who are, you know, who who've got loved loved ones, and the way it was that you had an outward facing wall inside mm-hmm. the, inside this cave that had the names and whatever, but yeah. on the other side of the wall was racks where they put the. Coffin, right, coffin. So it wasn't like a mausoleum where it's got the, you know, you slide in the. And I, I, right. I think this is how it is because I've never really seen. It. I imagine it's like how you see them, like the morgue. You, they're, they're it is. They're they're marble, right? Usually, and you slide in, and, and each of them have um, drainage holes right. drilled all the way through, and they all drain into the ground right. eventually. Right. But yeah. So so this doesn't have that. On the flip side, it's literally just racks and racks of these bodies on racks, like bunk beds, like bunk beds, but all the way up to the the ceiling of this place. And so, but uh, and people would like morbidly visit as a as a kind of a death tourist kind Ooh. of thing. My and they, biggest uh, thing is the smell. Could you imagine if it's just these racks and there's no? Um, well, I guess the smell on the other side, but I guess it's protected by the rock. Okay. Wall. So it's, it's literally like a like a like a marble or walk rock. So that. Okay. And then on the other side of this thing is with the rack. So you don't. Right. Like, you don't necessarily. Right. People couldn't see the racks. However, after the the, the guy died and the place kind of been abandoned, you know, people would go in and behind break it. Break in and let's see all this stuff. And so um, they sealed it off, and um, so. So you can't get in there anymore. I mean, like you, I would like, I would like, I want to go visit. I'm just like, but it was in the news the first of the year, in the last year, and that's how I found out about that's it. That's crazy. It is crazy. But so back to the point at hand. I understand fandom. I get it, but I don't yes. understand. Like, I need to be buried by. Like, look, I love Eddie Vedder. I do love Eddie Vedder. And if Eddie Vedder, there was a plot by Eddie Vedder, I still wouldn't. Yeah. Or Chris Hardwick. I love Chris Hardwick. I'm in, I'm like a huge fan, but I'm like, uh, and also if if I, you know. Get lucky enough to be famous. You don't have to be buried by me. I don't necessarily. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't necessarily care about being buried to f- next to famous people. It's not. You just want to be found. I just want. I, I just want to be found. Just find me. Just find me. You know, because I hate having to look for somebody's grave and not knowing where it is. So. Oh, let's move on from death. Yeah, this is a weird conversation, Scotty White. <laughs> it's a fun. It's a fun podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you see the new Beauty and the Beast trailer? I did not because I don't like Beauty and the Beast. What's wrong with you? I am not female, apparently. I'm I must saw be female because I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I saw the first couple of trailers or whatever, and I I looked and I'm going, this is totally not the movie for me, and I didn't like the I didn't like the the Disney animation movie. I don't. Um, it was the first movie nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Yeah. How can you not like it? Because I don't like Disney princesses. I don't. She's not a princess. Whatever. She's not. I understand she's not a princess, not a princess. but she's got her own she castle wants more than pro- in Disney World. She wants more of this provincial life. Come on. I understand She that. likes books. I like the book thing. The, I have, there are two Disney quote princesses that I like. And um, Leia. Yeah, Princess Leia. Um, I like Mulan. Is is God, like my favorite because she she fights. I think Mulan is the next live action film they're doing, and I would love to see that. Yeah, Princess Leia and, and Mulan. 
It's my two favorites. I like I like Beauty and the Beast. I, I I like it very very much. It's not my favorite Disney film, but I love the music in it. I absolutely love the music in it. I just don't like I. This is a like a conversation that is gonna. Uh, I get so frustrated on how the the Disney quote princesses are portrayed. Uh, they're very. Go ahead and say it. I don't know. Some just of them are space. just. Uh, it's just so. You know, they all, with the exception of the psycho ice queen, they all need, you know, they have to have a man. They have to have that love in their life. I, they I, have I, to. I, I get you. Whatever. I, I get you. And, and it's like, no, darling, you don't. And then the one Disney quote princess, whatever, queen now, that, that didn't have to have one, they made her go crazy <laughs> and create an ice castle. Right. And I'm like. All right. So, yeah. so, right, it's so like, let me decompress some of this yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> I get it. Beauty and the Beast in its core is a story of Stockholm Syndrome. I understand right. that. You know, you it, it's <laughs> it, it teaches the bad lesson. I can make you love me. That's that's Beauty and the Beast. You know, it works in Fifty Shades, though. Right, I'm not gonna so, lie. <laughs> but but that being said, mm-hmm. I watched it at a time when none of that made sense. Why it should have been aware it wasn't. And I'm not excusing that. I'm just explaining it. And so, you know, I look at it at the time, not as Stockholm. I, I buy the story. So you have the girl who is the nerd in in her town. She's the outcast. She's very pretty, but she's she's she she's the you know, no one really cares except the the bully handsome guy. Mm-hmm. She probably's not really interested in having a man she finds this bizarre beast creature and learns so that she can fix him <laughs> all these are terrible ideas and it's it you know she ends up Stockholm. however it's got great music so i'm like the music is good and i will say the music is good and i like the music but you know you look at all these all the disney princesses you know you've you've got ariel who you know, basically ruins her life for a man. You've got Cinderella who has to be rescued by a man. You've so, got Sleeping Beauty who has to be rescued by a man. You've got, you know, Belle who's captured by a man. And, you know, and I mean, it's all. I. Snow White I, has to be rescued by a man. I mean, <laughs> I think Ariel, I have to go back because you, you threw a lot at me. I think Ariel would have done the same thing if it was a chance to be on land. It just so happens that a man is that reason. I think if now she n- did have a fascination with land, right? So. With, with I think for her, yes, the catalyst is is Eric, but I think her desire to be. Where the people right. are, but do you understand the <laughs> pattern oh, oh, that's understand. going on? I understand here. the. Oh, I, trust me, I understand the pattern because most of these are written by men who. Now I will say, Princess Tiana, I like because she is independent, right. and, and she was like. But she's she, but but um, I mean, if we're really going to explore this, let's explore it and be honest about it. The problem with the 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 uh, the frog print print was it. The yeah, Princess and the Frog. Princess, the problem with the Princess and the Frog is that you Disney finally gives you an African American um, princess and makes her a frog for most of the film. 
Well, that so, is an actual story, though. Yeah, no, but 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 right. But when you when you have that going for you, that's its problem. That's where well, it, that's where it fails. But you, for me, my my perspective, I look at that, and I'm I don't. Of course, yes, it is Disney's first African American princess, but she's also the first, you know, independent. I'm going to do this. I can do this. I'm a strong person. This is my goal. I'm going to make my goals happen. And it just so happens she did not, you know, leave her goals for a man. It's just she ran across the bad voodoo guy who turned her into a damn frog. I don't think Belle... No, Stockholm Syndrome. It's but I, I don't think Belle does all this for a man. She... She does it to save her father, who happens to be, but she's not for love. And so she she falls in love. Right. But I, I, but I think she's But what noble I'm saying is, is they, they make her, um, in, my, in my view, she is, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, she, it's not weak because she's very intelligent, but she's very... Um, I think she's intelligent and she's noble. Fun or she's a vulnerable captive. I mean, she's just... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she's vulnerable either. I don't I don't see her as vulnerable. The whole... I mean, the, the flaw is, is the I will make you love love me kind of thing. And he he wants her to love him because there, there's a... She should have just let Gaston kill the beast and be done with well, it. Well, maybe so, but... I'm just you know, saying. She, you know, he's... She's not there for good intentions. I mean, her intentions are to she sacrificed herself for her father, which is noble. His intentions for her is that maybe if they fall in love, he can get turned back to a human. So it's all right. self-serving. But uh, I'm just in saying. The end, I mean, in the end, I think Belle's a better princess than a lot of them. Um, I want to see a strong warrior princess, and of course, you have that in Princess Leia. She's awesome. Well, and, and, and I, I think we'll get it, there. I think we'll. I think we'll, I think we're getting there. Right. I mean, um, it's like do the brave. Do, oh, brave was awesome. You're okay. There's another one. Yes, no, I like her. Brave, brave. You got she, there. So, you go. So I oh. forget about that one, well, but it's yes, Pixar, but it's yeah, Disney and she, they, right. And they sell her with the Disney princess stuff. So yeah, so they're, they're I brave. like brave because you're right. She's like, I'm not getting married. I'm not, you know. Um, uh, Rapunzel too. I think um, Tangled isn't Tangled's not written that way. And to I, I love Tangled. Tangled's. I, I like the music in Tangled. I didn't expect to like Tangled. Tangled's funny. I like, yeah, I like the music in Tangled. Oh, I do too. The, 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 I was, oh, I remember I was babysitting um, a, a friend's daughter, and we, we, and she ended up making me watch it, and I was like, I'm not going. The first song, I'm like, I'm in. I'm just sold, and it's really good. And that's a movie about complicated relationship between mothers and daughters, right? Even though the mother, you know, stole. I mean, it's, it, and it, and it. While there's a love story, I think it's more natural than the other ones. It's right. I, I don't think uh, Rapunzel needs Finn to be. No. She just so, needed to get away from her mother. Right. So, so uh, you know, I, I, I like Tangle. Anyway, I'm going to go see Beauty and the Beast. I, I, uh, I'm really curious what Emma Watson's going to do. I am not crazy about the CGI menagerie of folk. <laughs> <laughs> menagerie is not the right word for that but you know yeah, i don't know if, i don't know dishes and whatnot <laughs> but you know you know you, right. you get the idea and i think my problem with it is this is that 
watching an animation, I understand the scale. So Lemire and Cogsworth and stuff, I know they're smaller to Belle. They just look weird to me in live action. Yeah, I have I have seen some. Um, if they've shown scenes like side by side of the same scenes of the an animation and then the live action, right? And it does look weird. Just looks a little weird to me. And so I'll see it. I think it's gonna be fun. I think I think the music gonna be fantastic. I'm excited to see it. So I mean, sorry, it's okay. I like the discussion. That was, it was no, fun. No, it was yeah. It I'm was not, a fun yeah. discussion about. Don't be. There are Disney movies I like. I'm just not a big Disney princess kind of girl. Oh, it's okay. You don't have to be. <laughs> but you I'll, I'll be. I'll be a Disney princess girl for both of us. There it's you all go. Right. Uh, other things. Um, so Ben Affleck has dropped out of being um, the director, director of, yes. of the Batman. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it too, but I'm curious if the reason he gave was real. So the reason why he gives it is the fact that he wants to focus on being Batman instead of doing both directors. And I get bad. He wants to honor Batman's and whatever. I don't think that's the truth. I, I think I think I think he's gotten a bad script and he doesn't. He's like, I can act with this, but I don't want to be responsible for this. I think I think that's true. There's a lot of work that right. he just doesn't want to have to deal with, and he he's like, I don't have to. And so, right. Um, I think as I am now on the. On the, I'm off the fence. I was on the fence for a while, but I'm on the fence. I think Wonder Woman's going to be terrible. I think Justice League is going to be terrible. Yes. I think Aquaman's going to be terrible. I'll watch Aquaman. I'll see, anyway. I, no, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see them all. I'll I'm, watch them all, I'm, but I also think they're going to be terrible. Terrible. I'm so sad, 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 sad that the DC franchise cannot do what Marvel has done. Right. I don't understand why they can't. Oh, I can I, tell I just, you But why. I don't, why don't they fix it is what I don't understand. Because why they're not they interested in fixing it. Okay, so. It, that, but see, that drives me nuts. Here's why. The You've got gold as far as stories are. Here's here's why the DC universe, um, the DC cinematic universe is, is uh, inferior to the Marvel universe. Disney was smart about when they acquired Marvel and they understood what Marvel has. So Disney works as a financier and an and advisor. The, the, there's a brand they have to protect. Right. However, they let Marvel be Marvel. And Marvel has figured out how to tell their stories. Right. Um, and they let Disney lets Marvel do that with as much influence as I think Disney sees fit. I don't think I, I, I don't think Disney is a completely 100% out of the loop on this. Right. But I think Disney knows what Mar Marvel's what they're doing is uh, Right. cuz they had proven themselves before Disney bought. So Iron Man was out and Hulk was out and I think Iron Man 2 was coming right. out. And Disney was like this works, this works for us, we can make it. And so w you've got a thing you right. can do. It. It's different like that over at Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers had acquired DC like in 1990, right? And they they look at it as a as another one of the properties that they can just franchise out. So it's not like Disney is in control of their destiny in this, and and so there's not like the same kind of story group. There's a story group, but it's not kind of like the story group for Marvel. And it's Warner Brothers looks at it to as Batman Super as a tentpole movie to be put out at this part of the year, and this will finance these other smaller right. films that are not related. They're related more to Warner Brothers instead of building this other franchise because they they understand that they're going to make 
enough money. They may not make Star Wars money. They may not make um, Marvel money, but they'll they'll make enough worldwide to cover their asses, and that's all they care about. That infuriates me, though, as a fan. Oh yeah, me too. As a fan, and and don't get me wrong, I am not. I'm not a huge DC fan as far as in comparison to the Marvel universe, but, but, but I love Wonder Woman. Right. You love Wonder Woman so much. You have her tattooed on your back. That's what I'm saying. I, I would, you know, if I had to choose one comic to read only, it would probably be Wonder Woman. Well, not right now because it kind of sucks. But you know what I mean. Right. You, I, she is my hero. You deserve a good Wonder Woman film. I do. You do. And because I've been waiting on it my entire life. Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to get it. No, because I wasn't really satisfied with who they cast anyway, so I'm okay. I don't expect a good Wonder Woman. I want one. I deserve one. I don't expect one. Right. I don't. I just don't think you're going to get it. I think, um, and this is no, I think, I, I know you disagree. You, you're not crazy about Gal Gadot as, as Wonder Woman. It's it's a personal thing. Right, I right. Th- her acting, I think, is fine. Right. She doesn't have the look for She's you. She's just skinny. Right. However, I liked Batman versus V Superman. I, and if you, I did a blog. You can listen to it. Yeah. It's on the website. I liked it. And I love the special edition. I, I liked her in it. I especially liked her in it. I don't think that's going to carry over. I don't. I, I don't. I understand there's flaws in, in Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman. But in the end, I watched a, a movie that I was invigorated. I did not get that for Suicide Squad. I couldn't stand Suicide Squad. And I was excited for Suicide Squad. I was so excited. And it was like after watching it, I'm like, oh, wow. I it's terrible. paid money for and that. I'm, I I really want to see the ultimate edition to see if there, how much different it is. But I'm not going to pay for it. I'm just not. So I'm hoping I'll find someone who's got it so I can borrow it. Yeah. It's, not, it's not rentable, which is a shame. I should have been able to put it in that, in that um, red box. I know Brent Anderson will probably buy it. And so we'll I, go watch watch it at his house. Right. I just I just want to see it and see if. But I, you know, I just thought it was terrible, and so I don't have much faith in the DC universe. So no, and I but I will watch Aquaman. I want to see Aquaman too. Speaking of Aquaman, they have um, they're close to casting Aquaman's mom. Really? Yeah, Nicole Kidman is in the lead for that. Looks like that's really? gonna happen. Really? And um, they're casting the villains gonna be Black Manta, and they're working on casting him. I was reading. Who do they have in mind for uh, him? Let's see. I'm looking it up now. All right. Um, so weird to see Nicole Kidman playing mom roles. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I just don't know what I think about that. She doesn't look like a mom. So I guess it's Yahya Abdul Mateen. Okay. Early talks to. Um, no wait, sorry. Uh, oh yeah, Yahya Abdul Mateen, who, huh. um, to be uh, is in talks to be Black Manta. Start the movie starts. Um, Jason Momoa. Yes, uh, my new my her, new boyfriend. Her new her new boyfriend. I've been watching Frontier, by the way. That's cool. Um, it's got Patrick Wilson as uh, Aquaman's villainous half brother. Uh, Willem Dafoe is uh, Aquaman's chief advisor. Um, Black Manta is going to be in it. It looks like um, uh, uh, Orin Marius um, uh, was supposed to be the bad guy of the movie, but it looks like he's going to be next the the villain for the next film, Ocean Master. Okay. So, oh. yeah. 
lots of sea people. I, I'll see Aquaman. I hate Aquaman. So. I don't lie. I never cared. The only re- there's only one reason why. All right, I you, yeah. Right, right. I got so you. So it's I don't like the character. Um. So, um, James Cameron uh, apparently is going to get the rights back to Terminator in 2019. I know. And so he's going to produce films for it. I think he's looking at Tim Miller from Deadpool to direct the next Terminator film. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, he had some strong things to say about the Terminator franchise and where it went wrong. And I am currently now of the opinion that the Terminator franchise needs to be completely reboot. And if it's re- I don't know if it can be saved. Huh. I don't think the story works anymore. And it's in its core. So, you know, I think Terminator 3 tried to say that there was no hardware for Skynet. It's all software. Right. So if this is all software, how do we stop it kind of thing? It's in the internet. Because Terminator was made in a time before the internet. And so that's why that works. You had, right. you know, there's a way and to stop and this. And then the, um, oh, uh, which Terminator had the Mother of Dragons? Genesis. Genesis, the yes. One, the last one. So, you know, in that one, now they're saying it's like a, it's like an app. Right. Skynet <laughs> it's like app. a like cloud. Skynet is Or operating system. Right. That's and what it is, an operating and system. And I liked, I liked Genesis. I did too. It's, it, it falls apart toward the end, but I liked the idea of Genesis. Yeah, yeah, I totally liked and it. And so, um, and I liked the... I like the skewed timeline in Genesis. At least it was fresh and inter- entertaining. Right. Um, Terminator, Terminator Two are still my favorite. My favorite Terminator of all time though is the TV series. The TV series was fresh and exciting and was going places. Uh, I actually mentioned this when I posted the James Cameron thing. Um, Josh Friedman, who was a showrunner and wrote most of the episodes for um, Sarah Connor Chronicles put a bright new fresh perspective to the series that yeah, was, it was exciting great. and then Fox being Fox canceled it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. I liked all of it. I think my favorite movie was Terminator 2. Yeah, Terminator 2 was great. It was really good. I remember watching Terminator in the theater. Oh, the first one? The first one. And I remember going with my... Um, older stepsister i think yeah because you were little i I wasn't little but i was like i mean you're only a couple years older than me and i saw it when i was i i was a freshman in high school oh you were not no i wasn't yeah i was no you weren't what year did it come out 84 okay hold on i was in middle school then yeah i I started high school in 86 babe did you i did wow yeah we so it's in middle school. See, I mean, we're only five years apart. See, I thought it was I thought we were closer. You thought closer because I look amazing. Uh, and you <laughs> are, man. Yeah, no, I thought I thought, I thought I thought it was three or two or three. No, years. it's five years. All right, so yeah, so I was in middle school then when it came out, so and I thirteen, and I went with my older stepsister, and um, we were living in Thomasville. Alabama at the time and I probably still does only had one theater that only had one screen and that was showing I had no idea what the movie was about I had no idea I mean it was like the only movie playing right so we're going to the movies this weekend and I remember watching it not knowing what it was or what to expect or anything going holy crap this is awesome that's it's funny because I mean that is in an era where 
that that will never get again. Yeah. Of what is this movie? And, a, and the, there's a you know the time before the internet where you were like, right? You don't uh, know. You don't know you if because the only way to know is if you looked in the paper. Right. Or happen to catch a TV commercial for it, a TV trailer. Right. And I didn't watch a lot of TV. I've never been a right. TV person. So I literally had no idea what this was. I first saw the Terminator. I've mentioned this on the podcast, but it's been a while, so I'll, I'll tell the story again. So in um, in my town of Perdido, Alabama, the community I, I grew up in, Mm-hmm. Um, there was one VCR in the entire neighborhood. <laughs> oh, yes, I've heard that story. And so um, the neighborhood would go like on Saturdays during the summer and we would go to that house right. and have dinner and we'd cook dinner and play with the kids and do we visit and whatever. And in the, e- in the evenings, we, they, we rented movie, they rented movies and we watched movies. And so I, there, that's how I saw Terminator and Dawn of the Dead and... Uh, Funhouse and yeah. uh, just a bunch of other st- other stuff, but um, the other because st- it was always either action films or horror films, and mm-hmm. I saw I had a lot of nightmare. Like I remember, so this was had to be eighty five, so I was eight, I'm probably seven because of, of the time of the year. So I'm seven years old, watching the Terminator and loving it. I thought it was a great. It's an action film. I loved it. I remember going home and going to bed and having a horrible nightmare about pinball machines and <laughs> the pinball machine i don't remember exactly why the pinball machines were going to get me it's probably at the end when those big metal yeah machines but i don't stuff. but i don't remember like i remember the dream involved pinball machines and i woke up and i had to sleep with mom and dead that night uh-huh. and so i I'm <laughs> so uh, my parents my mother especially um loves horror movies has all of her life. That's her thing. Yeah, my so mother has too. Went to recently. Since I was little, I'm talking about when little, like ungodly little, I've been watching horror movies with my mom, and I was never allowed to come sleep in their bed. <laughs> we'll to, so we'll, I had to toughen up really quick. We'll have to say that for next time. Um, I, I, I am going to have um, Ann Guzzi on the podcast with us uh, in a couple of weeks. Who? And Guzzy. And Guzzy. She's a professor at South Alabama. Oh, she's, great. She's a friend of mine. She's a writer. She teaches a horror class. Oh, that'd be awesome. And so uh, she was posting what, what she was making her horror class read. And uh, I was like, I need to get you on the podcast. So I'm going to get Ann to come on. She's she's wonderful. And so I, th- I think I'm just we're going to talk horror films and horror. I horror. would love that. So we'll just do a That's going to be right at my episode. That makes me want to go back to school. I want to take horror. <laughs> I had a horror film class in... Um, uh, my old senior semester at West Virginia State. So, uh, real quick, shout out to West Virginia State. Um, woo woo. Um, so the movie Hidden uh, uh, Figures mm-hmm. is doing quite well. I mean, it beat Rogue One a yeah. couple weeks ago. Um, nominated for Best Picture. And if you don't know what the movie's about, it's about the first three African American women in the '60s who helped get uh, us to the moon. They figured out the trajectory and stuff. Among those women is Katherine Johnson, who graduated from my alma mater, the West Virginia State University. So amazing. Shout out to WVSU. So um, if you don't know the history of WVSU, it's got we uh, have some really, you know, not just Katherine Johnson. We have five generals who graduated from there. We um, Leon Sullivan, who was uh, uh, instrumental in defeating apartheid in South Africa, graduated from there. Um, we just, uh, 
uh, Earl Lloyd, who was the first African-American uh, basketball player in the NBA, graduated from state. And so it's a, I love my school. I'm very proud of my school. So it was really cool to see. Um, That's awesome. So, and, I, and Hidden Figures is good. I saw it the other week. And so it's a really, really good movie. I highly recommend it. Go see it. And... Uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out. Awesome. If you're looking for a school, <laughs> if you want to go to West Virginia, I did. It was fun. Well, I think that's about us, unless you there anything else you want to mention. Um, well, I mean, I, I could talk forever, so <laughs> this seems like a pretty good <laughs> stopping place. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Scotty White. Um, go to scottywhite.com, find everything else. Uh, definitely check out the webcomic at carnivalslimbo.com. We're on all... all we are also in all kinds of other stuff. Uh, Taptastic, um, uh, be, um, be Comics. They can find me on Twitter at Stephanie S. Ford One. They can find me on Facebook. Um, they can find me on Instagram. They can just use my name for all those lovely things. Stephanie Stockwell Ward.
for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Mopcast Network, on Facebook.com slash Mopcast Network, or just visit us at Mopcast.com. And remember, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Thank you for listening to the Mopcast Network.